Welcome to Coffee with the Doc, hosted by Dr. Glenn Schaefer, a practicing chiropractor for over 35 years in Southwest Florida and creator of Basic Essentials Wellness. Six basic time-tested principles that when applied to your life can result in remarkable changes. Coffee with the Doc is designed to inform you, motivate you, and encourage you along your wellness journey. Health and wellness is a choice. Thanks for joining us today. Here's Dr. Schaefer. Hey, Dr. Glenn here, Coffee with the Doc. So glad to uh, be here today. Um, as I alluded to uh, on our last episode, um, I was going to talk about uh, kind of the uh, COVID issue and how divisive that's been uh, to our country. It seems to really polarized us in many respects. Uh, so I do want to talk a little bit about that, although uh, I, I will not have uh, all of the information that I really wanted to present today, but I want to go forward with with kind of the concept of what that's going to look like. But it'll probably take uh, a couple of topics, a uh, couple of episodes to really complete that. Um, and in the interim, uh, today I'm going to talk about uh, what you should do if you've been involved in a car accident. Um, certainly down here uh, in Florida, we have a ton of uh, car accidents and as our uh, locos Americana turistas show up, uh, or better known as snowbirds, uh, who always seem to like to take uh, left-hand turns from right-hand lanes and vice versa, we seem like we have an awful lot more car accidents uh, during uh, that season. And, and who says Florida doesn't have seasons? We have snowbird season. We have brush fire season. We have hurricane season. We've got all kinds of seasons down here. Uh, so <laughs> we'll talk about that. But let me... Uh, let me touch base uh, and go back a little bit into the COVID issue because uh, I get tons of uh, information that come across my desk uh, from from all perspectives on this whole COVID thing. And it seems like there's just so many uh, of touch points on this thing that 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 we are just split down the middle on what is right to do. And I don't know that we'll actually figure that out, but I do want to throw out there both sides of of these issues and and the the amount of information that I've run into and just kind of digging into this has been quite enormous to, to be able to take it all in. So I, I've been kind of putting a lot of fact sheets together on that. But here we go back in uh, what is it March or April of last year when we started uh, you know hearing about this uh, this uh, virus that that started off over in Asia and Europe and you know we were wondering is it going to get here to America and sure enough it did. Um, and, and initially, we, we hear this uh, two-week lockdown um, to flatten the curve, you know, and, and, and then that turned into two months, and now it's two years later, and, uh, and there's still some areas that are locked down. Uh, you know, so I, I, I wonder just what is, this, what is this flattening of the curve that we hear all, hear all about? And I, I had a, a, a patient of mine who was a statistician. I said, what, you know, I, I kind of knew graphs and whatnot. What is flattening the curve? What are they actually talking about that they're trying to accomplish with flattening of the curve? And he said, well, basically, if you look at a graph and you have a kind of a bell-shaped curve, which is going up and goes up very high and then comes down, flattening of that just doesn't allow that peak to go as high. But instead of it taking, let's say, two months, it, it takes four months to complete the downside of that. But he said, interestingly enough, he said the same, there's the same amount under the curve. And I said, what do you mean by that? And he says, well, there'll be the same number of COVID cases, 
It just, there won't be a huge spike over a short period of time, which if you remember back, they were concerned about, you know, certain areas of the country, their hospitals being overwhelmed with COVID cases. And, and indeed, there were some hotspots that that did occur in, but by and large, it didn't occur nationwide, but yet they did a lockdown nationwide. And that's uh, that's one point that we want to talk about. Was that really the best way to go about doing that? Also started digging into the, you know, the number of, of U.S. deaths due to COVID. And boy, I hear uh, lots of talk about, you know, well, that that's not really an accurate number. And, you know, just about anybody that that dies, uh, you know, they get a COVID diagnosis because hospitals and different places are being reimbursed with COVID diagnosis. And and that is true. And there's one statistic that jumped out at me. I think uh, the world population, the uh, U.S. has about 4% or so of the world population, but we had 25% of COVID deaths. Well, why why is that? And we want to dig into that a little bit and, and figure out, you know, what's that all about? Was the way we were treating COVID, you know, in the hospital setting the best way to go about doing that? Or was there a, a better way to do that? So and going forward, you know, we have vaccines now that are that are being mandated and and you're seeing a lot of pushback in our local hospital system here. Uh, I was able to talk to a couple of nurses and, and administrators. and They basically told me about, you know, 60 percent of the local staff in our hospitals uh, down here are have not been vaccinated. Well, why is that? You know, what what is that all about? Why is there such divisiveness on on being vaccinated or not being vaccinated? So these are just some of the things that we want to talk about uh, uh, when we talk about COVID and and not really uh, answering the the questions on what's right and what was wrong, but just to throw out all those statistics and the data in relation to that, because we still have to move forward. And whether it's COVID or the next infection, there's going to be a, another one, you know, down the pike, uh, you know, how do we handle that? And, and, and my real goal is just to educate listeners a, a little bit more on, on all of the different aspects of this that you may have never heard before to help you in, in going forward with, uh, with COVID and what's going to take place. You know, we'll talk about masks and the effectiveness or the mandates on masks and this and that. And, and should we, we be doing that? But anyway, that's uh, that's coming up. Uh, hopefully uh, we'll get to that in our next couple of episodes. Uh, like I said, there's an enormous amount of information that I'm, I'm researching and taking in from all different aspects to try to come up with a good uh, <clears throat> educated conversation on those particular topics. But today we're going to talk about um, uh, motor vehicle accidents and what you should do if you've been involved in a motor vehicle accident that we see so commonly down here in Florida. Uh, one law that was passed not too long ago, it's probably been, it's probably been 10 years now, I would, I would suspect how time flies when we're having so much fun. <clears throat> but uh, uh, the Florida legislature, probably from uh, some insurance lobbyists, decided that they would put uh, a 14-day uh, law into place that uh, basically, if you've been involved in a car accident, you need to be examined by a doctor within 14 days. I mean, you can get examined anytime after that if you're having problems, but your car insurance will not have to cover any of your injuries if you have not been examined within 14 days. And I still ask people that today, and they don't, they're not aware of that. And the law has been in place about 10 years. And if you think of the typical person that gets in 
you know, not, you know, some type of rollover crash or, you know, a terrible crash, but, you know, your, your rear end type crash, uh, you know, where you've got some damage, you were jolted in your car, you know, you're at the scene and you're not really hurting. You know, I don't really think I have any problems. And then the days afterwards, you know, you're a little bit sore and, and you're thinking like the average person, I'll probably get better. And, and then when you realize you're not going to get better and you think maybe I ought to, you know, call a doctor and, and get a checkup. Well, lo and behold, it's been 15 days or 16 days. And then you finally go into the doctor and unfortunately you don't have coverage based on your car insurance. You can use your health insurance or something else or pay cash. But, you know, our car insurance, part of that premium that we pay, probably the larger part of it is for our medical injuries that we might have as a result of an accident. So unfortunately as consumers, and I'm in this category as well, um, you know, we got kind of the shaft on this deal where, you know, we, we have to get examined within 14 days or we lose our coverage. So the, the first thing, if you've been involved in a car accident, even if you feel great and, and lo and behold, I, I had this uh, at one of my friends and he was in an accident and he was really, it was a, it was a pretty bad accident. He showed me pictures of his car and the whole front end of his car was destroyed <clears throat> um, where someone pulled in front of him and he, and he ran into him. And I said, well, are you hurting at all? No, I'm not really hurting at all. But uh, when he finally did come in and he came in within the time frame, you know, and we did an examination on him, we found that, you know, although he thought he wasn't really having any problems, he, he mentioned some numbness in his hand that he'd been having. And I said, well, that since the accident? And he goes, well, yeah, it has been since the accident. And lo and behold, he had damage to his neck and to the nerve that went down his arm into his hand. And, and he really wasn't even thinking that he had a problem, but he had a very significant issue going on. So <clears throat> it's really, really important to get an examination, even if you feel fine or that nothing typically has happened. The most common <clears throat> uh, type injuries that we see, soft tissue injuries, uh, that's ligaments, muscles, even the little cushions in between uh, the vertebrae of the spine, the, what we call an intervertebral disc can get injured, especially in a whiplash type injury. And, and really in almost all car accidents, your head is going to get thrown around to some degree if you've been in a, in a car accident. And that can cause a soft tissue injury <clears throat> in your neck area, in the ligaments of your neck. But you also see lower back, shoulder, wrist, rib injuries, and even the jaw joint uh, can get jolted because the head is thrown around. So you can have what's called TMJ uh, injury from car accidents, among you know a bunch of other things uh, that can take place too. And part of this is, is the forces, the vector energy forces, where your body gets kind of moved around very quickly in these car accidents, and it causes... Uh, you know, these soft tissue types of injuries. Most people don't have broken bones, but it's obvious if you had a, a broken bone, you'd know, hey, I'm I'm really hurt pretty bad. I need to I need to get examined. But the bulk of the ones that uh, <clears throat> that I see here in my office, you know, are soft tissue types of injuries to the shoulder, the neck, the back, uh, wrists, sometimes, you know, holding on to the steering wheel, you know, and that type of thing. 
So it's uh, <clears throat> very important to get uh, examined. Uh, chiropractors are uniquely qualified to treat soft tissue injuries. That's what we do almost every day in our, our practice, but get a thorough examination. That's the first thing that happens when, when someone comes in. We may send for some diagnostic imaging. Um, if uh, they have gone to the ER, the hospital immediately following the accident, sometimes they do some type of imaging there, whether it's x-rays uh, or MRI or CAT scan. I had a gal the other day that uh, uh, may have been knocked unconscious. They did a CAT scan looking for, you know, a uh, uh, um, brain bleed on her. So she had some imaging that was already done. We sent her for some additional injury, uh, injury imaging rather, uh, to see if uh, there was some soft tissue uh, damage as a result of that. Uh, but the big initial type treatment that we try to accomplish is calming down of these injured areas. Any soft tissue injury, there's swelling, inflammation, muscle spasm that goes along with that. There may also be misalignment, even if it's a shoulder or wrist or some other area outside of the spine, there's misalignment. But we want to make sure we calm it down. <clears throat> we restore some function and alignment to these particular areas, stabilize and strengthen that area. We may utilize some physical therapy type modalities on it, gentle manipulation, possibly cervical traction. We even use a lot of, you know, exercise, massage therapy, uh, different things along these lines to, to accomplish those objectives, to try to get them back to um, what their status was prior to the accident. And then if uh, by chance that we cannot restore them to where they were before the accident, uh, we do what's called a permanent impairment rating on them, which is a number that you come up with that kind of gives uh, attorneys in the legal system uh, some way to compensate that patient for those injuries. So that's kind of the gist of, of how all that goes. I know we, we went through that very quickly, but the bottom line is even if you uh, uh, don't think you have been hurt, um, just go get an examination, let someone do a thorough examination that typically treats uh, car accident type cases because we know where to look. Just like my friend uh, that had numbness in his hand, he didn't even think anything of it, but it comes from the exact area in his neck that typically is involved in a car accident. So I knew to go right to that area and look and see if anything was going on. And indeed there was rather significant issue going on there in that particular area. So uh, <clears throat> that's the uh, the checklist. Obviously, if you're hurting at the scene, you know, and they want to take you to uh, the ER, I would recommend that you go and do that, especially uh, car accidents can cause some really crazy things, you know, concussions and other types of injuries that can be uh, life-threatening, uh, believe it or not. And you need to get checked out. Uh, and that's what the ERs do really well. They check you out for life-threatening, you know, obvious big issues. Uh, many times, uh, you know, they will discharge you and say, you know, uh, you know, just go see a, your, your practitioner or your chiropractor or, or someone to get some soft tissue type of treatment following that. But then you can be rest assured that uh, some of these more significant issues that can result from these car accidents that you don't particularly have that at the time. But uh, anyway, I hope that's been of some help to you. I'm really looking forward to uh, uh, the uh, COVID discussion and bringing up a lot of points. Uh, there, there's so much uh, information here and you have to weed through it all, a lot of misinformation. And be honest with you, I'm, I'm, I'm getting information that is absolutely 180 degrees opposite on any given issue. Um, you know, so it's like, 
hmm, okay. And, and there's rationale to both of those, which is kind of what I want to bring out so that our, our listening audience is a little more educated on on COVID, because I, you know, I hear people say, "Oh, I can't wait till it goes back to normal." Well, I don't know when that's going to happen, because <laughs> uh, whether or not we uh, we have the Delta variant or the next variant or whatever it is or the next thing that's coming out, I, I don't know that this is uh, going away anytime soon. So I look forward to that. <clears throat> Again, uh, Coffee with the Doc, sponsored by uh, San Carlos Chiropractic. You can reach me at drglennschafer.com. Certainly, I love your input on COVID and, and thoughts like that. Or if you have questions about motor vehicle accidents, we'd love to help you out. You can reach us here at the office, uh, 239-267-3133. We'd love to help you with your health issue. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to Coffee with the Doc, hosted by Dr. Glenn Schaefer. To learn more about Dr. Schaefer, go to www.drglennschaefer.com. That's D-R-G-L-E-N-S-C-H-A-F-F-E-R.com. Or call 239-267-3133. You can also visit him at San Carlos Chiropractic. 19150 Acorn Road in Estero, Florida.